Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and wellness and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account at GeorginaHudson.coach. Hello everyone, how are you? What's up? What's up everyone in this community? We are growing week after week. I'm so grateful. Thank you for all the messages about the tapping uh, sessions and tutorials. Uh, there are some questions and so we might do a workshop about tapping, but I have tried to answer all of your questions, so I hope it's helped. That is what you told me, and it's a wonderful thing to do when we feel uneasy. But today we're going to talk about something completely different, which was inspired by St. Valentine's last Sunday, and also by the many questions and requirements for coaching I get, and it is about love and ideal love, and not love in general, but romantic love, you know, couples love love with a significant other. And there's always this pervasive questionnaire we have in our head somehow. And people ask me things like, are there recipes for couples to work? What can I do to regain my confidence, our intimacy? You know, how do some couples manage to feel unbridled passion? How do some couples manage to feel so much support for each other and have fun in the meantime, etc., etc.? My answer is always the same. Is that so? Or is it your perception that perfection is available out there, but not in here? So let's analyze this question of Valentine's Day. Um, the truth is, I feel a little like a renegade because every time dates like this take place I start finding fault with them and it's beautiful to celebrate love right it's, it's wonderful that's not what I don't like you know what perplexes me is the images that we get you know couples cuddling and passionately kissing each other with desire for each other you know like the Hollywood movies where the bad boy or the bad girl on the outside, because the movie shows us that they are really very nice people, you know, so the bad boy or the bad girl is pursued by the one in love, the later suffers until the one that was pursued wakes up from their trance and suddenly the two start a crazy, romantic and quote-unquote perfect relationship. And okay, that's all right, because after all, it's just a fantastic tale. I am a very big fan romantic comedies but really this might be triggered by my own memories of younger years searching for that type of love without any luck because after the initial stage of butterflies in the belly similar to what we see in the movies I started to feel disappointed and I started asking myself questions like and now what why have things changed you know if I am not feeling like I felt at the beginning, this must be an indication that something is wrong. So, the quote-unquote ideal partner who must adore, satisfy and complete us is 
perverse. And I know it sounds very strong, but it's perverse. Because it's the message that we get in most movies, music, novels, TV, and Western culture in general. And it is sad. It is sad because we get those images, we don't feel up to standard, and then I hear people telling me, I want to get a divorce, I'm no longer excited, or I can't stand her, she bores me, or we are going to separate because we no longer need each other, especially when children leave the nest. I was in that place, and I know what my friends and my clients mean when they share that with me. And mind you, I'm not validating couples that continue together despite having red flags, such as addictions, abuse, personality disorders, and differences in values. No, not at all. Those couples need to break up. I'm referring here to healthy couples who after a while feel puzzled by the syndrome of I no longer fill in the gaps. I no longer feel attracted. I no longer feel excited. I no longer feel happy. I no longer feel you name it. So I'm writing about two human beings who love each other but want to throw in the towel because they were told that they are flawed the way they are. And the truth is, more often than not, all that is required from couples is to work on themselves personally and together with professional help. Because it is so, you know, normal not to feel the same as when you first started. This is something beautiful. Somebody showed me that when one points to another, there are two fingers pointing at the other person and three pointing at oneself. What do these fingers reveal? What are they trying to tell me? Most of the time, we demand from the other what we lack ourselves. When we hear phrases like, she doesn't make me laugh anymore, but... What about your own sense of humor these days? Or, I don't feel attracted to him anymore. But, how is the relationship with your body and your sensuality going? She no longer makes me happy. But, boy, what is your own mood like these days? We demand a lot from our significant others and we sit down waiting for them to give us what we lack what we need to work on. When we become accountable, on the contrary, and nurture ourselves, and when we healthily fall in love with ourselves, it's much easier to put our partner's needs first. When we feel complete, sexy, funny, fulfilled, inspired, we can offer to our loved ones our most sincere presence. We can listen to them without judgment. We can give them our best to make them happy. We just have to want to learn to love. Because love is an art, as Eric Fromm pointed out. And it's true, we cannot deny that time makes us more critical. We see the defects of our loved ones magnified and deformed. 
as in those funhouse mirrors in children's parks, you know, when those mirrors, when you look at yourself and you see all your body like deformed or very short or very tall or very fat or very thin, you know, it's terrible really, those images. And we look at our partners, especially after some time, and we find fault with everything we see in them. So let's be honest. Let's get in touch with that reality. Let's speak with respect and let's reinvent ourselves by honoring the love that binds us together. On the other hand, there are times when we are terrified of surrendering to a lover. This can be completely unconscious, but either because we've been hurt before or because we are afraid to be seen as we truly are, we erect stone walls where it's impossible for the other person to enter. We have to be brave to love. We have to dare to show ourselves in our most vulnerable state. We have to trust to start a new relationship. We have to heal our self-esteem to show our souls. This happened to me with all of my ex-boyfriends, including my husband. Luckily for both, for my husband and me, and with a lot of professional guidance, I learned that my fears had nothing to do with him. I learned that it was difficult for me to show myself in an intimate relationship. And I don't mean sexually, because that was the easiest. I mean, showing my most intimate self, you know, all the bits and pieces that make me up. Fortunately, I met him at a more emotionally mature stage in my life. I was stronger, I wanted to heal, and we had both suffered. And that's why we chose to create a patient and loving container for the waves of strong emotions that were yet to come. And that I still do, really. I'm being very honest. So... I need to make it very clear because this is another thing that happens that people tend to idealize what they see in pictures, on social media, or they they seem to think that because I'm a coach, I have it all figured out. Neither my husband nor me have anything figured out. Not at all. We've had many disagreements, disappointments, fights and falls. But what helped us grow is that we always kept in mind that we love each other deeply. Did we have a lot to work on? Yes. Were we keen to repair, heal and learn? Also. Honest communication from the heart, without time constraints, and with true compassion has been essential for our relationship to flourish. And guess what else? Forgiveness. Being able to see that the other was really sorry, be it him or me, with sincere regret, has been a catalyst to apologize, to turn over a new leaf, and to continue hand in hand with our new learning. This isn't about giving up our rights. On the contrary, if the other person or I screwed up, we have to stand accountable and explain what happened. This gives us the opportunity to put ourselves in the other person's shoes and see what was happening that led to that action. Because in general, both partners are responsible. And of course, there are situations when 
one partner is more responsible than the other. But more often than not, when one person in the couple screws up, it's because there's been some misunderstanding or lack of communication or of sexuality or sensuality or some kind of crisis in the couple. So as long as the person who made a mistake is really regretful and is really keen on not doing that again, and and this person comes clean in the couple and says, I'm sorry, I don't know why I did what I did, but I want, to, I want you to know that I did it and that I am really, really disappointed by myself. And I hope you can forgive me. Please forgive me. Finally, I'd like to round off with something I learned in my coaching training with Tony Robbins, that huge man with even a bigger heart. I'm going to be doing Unleash Your Power Within in a few weeks and I'm very excited because I'm going to be able to share with you all my learnings. So I can't wait really. But what Tony Robbins said to us is, it's not the lack of love that separates couples, but the lack of intimacy. And I'm going to repeat it. It's not the lack of love that separates couples, but the lack of intimacy. And by intimacy, we mean nurturing the emotion and sensuality that brings balance back to the couple, that differentiates us from the relationship we have with friends. I know what you are saying to yourselves right now. Oh no, but I'm always tired. But it is much simpler. We need first and foremost to reconnect with our bodies by doing exercise, dancing, sweating, having a long bath. Women love doing that. We need to reconnect with our bodies by meditating, you know, by applying creams and foam and maybe candles and men also you know all the men out there who follow this podcast you also need to sweat you also need to reconnect with your bodies have a long shower and then it's as simple as saying you know what babe i had a long day and i'm only thinking about sleeping can you give me some time to take a bath disconnect and then we'll have a glass of wine together And if there are children and it becomes difficult because they are always around, a well-deserved kiss before going to sleep and spooning in bed is wonderful to bring our bodies closer together. So it's not so much about sex. It's about the moments when the other person and I are together alone and we hold hands We hug, we give each other a massage, we do something that makes us feel intimate with each other. I wrote this to honor real couples who love each other in every gesture, who make mistakes, who fall down and rise hand in hand because they are clear about everything that connects them. 
And of course, please remember I mentioned the red flags before about like abuse and difference in values, addiction, personality disorders. Those are reasons to separate. But when you have been with somebody for a long time, and maybe not so long, sometimes it's as long as seven months, you know, after the initial stage in any romantic relationship, we're going to see flags, not red flags, flags, just flags that invite us to work on our own, to make room for the other. So let's toast to real love. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope we can feed relationships that are healthy, available, nice, and that we can be grateful for those partners who are always there for us and vice versa. A big hug. Thank you for all the messages you've sent me. Continue doing so and see you next week.